0: You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts,
1: Matt and Wit. Hey, all listeners or everybody, whoever. It's the Delay of Game pod. We're back for another great episode. It's your host, Matt, and it's your boy, Wit. So to start off, I just want to point out how right I was in my predictions. <laughs> I know we don't always talk about it, but I feel like when I was correct, as much as I was, let's bring it up for a second.
0: Can you just elaborate for a second? I need to know exactly what you're talking about when you say you were correct.
1: I called the Cowboys-Eagles game. Okay. Then I picked the Ravens-Seahawks game. Okay. And then I don't know if I got anything else right.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I remember we also talked about the Dolphins-Chiefs game as well.
1: was in a different country, different time zone. None of that counts. Talking about oh, gotcha. That was played Sunday afternoon and later.
0: So predictions like have the same rules as like hall passes, different country, different time zone doesn't count.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been well established already. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, you know what? Be I want to make sure I'm on the same page. Stuff. Yeah. Like, listen, if. This is how we're going to lay out the rest of our friendship. I need to know now.
1: Look <laughs> <laughs> okay. at how we've worked things. Like, you know, this is <laughs> consistency right here. Two and one, though, two and one out of three, as a Commanders fan, that would feel pretty amazing. Like you As a long term Washington fan, if I could just get two out, two out of every three games, mm-hmm. that is a successful season. So that's the, what I'm used to. Like That is a pretty high bar. That I just yeah. elevated to. Okay,
0: you know I am I'm torn right now because I could give you additional credit, but then I have a feeling you'll just run with it, <laughs> or I could say nothing. Am,
1: I've never done that in the history of this podcast
0: <laughs> because you also called the Bengals Buffalo game correctly. You had the Bengals winning that.
1: That's right, three and one, baby. So I'm seventy five percent.
0: Okay, per. American standards, that's average. That's a C. Okay. Yes, that gets you to walk across the stage, but I don't know what kind of job you're getting with that.
1: All I'm trying to do is graduate. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to get out of this bitch. I just need that piece of paper. That's all I need.
1: <laughs> 75%, <laughs> if I was betting on that, that would be some money made. Not a whole lot, yep. but it would be some.
0: Exactly. Anything more than that is just being greedy, Matt, and that's not okay. you. The casino needs
1: their money, too.
0: Exactly, like I'm a Christian, so I. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I only believe in making a little
1: bit of money off of gambling, not all of it,
0: and then giving it all to the church.
1: <laughs> yes, giving them a ten percent.
0: There you go. But no, let's. Uh, why don't we start right at the uh, at that first game of the week? I guess it was the. Well, I guess not of the week, but uh, of Sunday. That would have been the Germany game. I thought that the Dolphins would probably be a little bit more competitive than they were.
1: Like they weren't competitive at all until like the halfway through the third quarter. It was shocking to see how much the chiefs defense could shut them down. We've talked about it all throughout the season. The chiefs defense is much better than they were last year, much better than they were thinking. One of the top defenses of the league. And they really showed it against the number one offense right now.
0: So I completely agree with you. I think, the, the Chiefs defense has been a revelation for them this the, the season. Not everything has been on Patrick Mahomes. They're winning in other ways. That's great. I do need to ask, though, do you feel some of the shine or the the mystique of Patrick Mahomes kind of coming off of that team? Because, yes, they are still winning, but it almost feels like like the Eagles are still winning. Like, uh, yeah, they're winning, but this is a team can, that can get
1: got, like. They're they're not doing everything that you expect them to do. Yeah, they're not winning pretty. Like The, the shine's coming off of them. I think that sounds right. People are starting to finally walk back a little bit on that Patrick Mahomes price. I still think he's a great quarterback, but we're not seeing those ridiculously stupid numbers. Yeah. But a lot of it is context. Who does he have to throw the ball to? If you give him another legit number one receiver, you're just going to see yeah. those crazy plays happen again.
0: I will give you that. Like right now, he is throwing to just a cavalcade of jags, just a guy, right? Sky Moore, who they drafted high, what two years ago? I thought that he would be more of a contributor.
1: He's not. No, you gotta catch the ball though, and that's been their biggest problem in those crucial. It really has. He's gotta trust you to catch it, and they keep dropping them.
0: Who knew? As a wide receiver, you had to. Catch the ball.
1: Like, who knew? It's not just about running routes. It's not just about getting open, but it's about catching the ball, too. Huh. Listen, I'm fast. I know the entire route tree, and I've got great feet.
0: Don't have hands, though.
1: Bricks for hands.
0: Bricks for hands. Oof. I mean,
1: I I, so- I agree
0: with you. There is absolutely some context that needs to be said about the whole Patrick Mahomes dip in numbers this year.
1: But last year was a lot of it, too. He was efficient as hell, but... The splash plays have gone down because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill stretching defenses and just running people open or That's running wide open like he is in Miami for the most part. You still see the same stuff that Mahomes does. It's just not working now because either the players aren't getting as open and their defense, you know, making plays or they're just dropping them.
0: Yeah. And now let me ask you this, Matt, because we talked about it a little bit uh, off uh, off the episode, but are the Dolphins overrated now? Like, have they come back to Earth and you're like, oh, wait, this, this team about isn't... Mm.
1: the shine getting knocked off of them. <laughs> yeah. Everyone suddenly is like, wait, they haven't won against an opponent, a winning opponent in over a year. It's been over 400 days since they beat an opponent that was a record above 500. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, I, I didn't realize it was that long. No one kind of was thinking about it, right? I certainly wasn't aware of it. And then they lose... To another good team and then all of a sudden people are like, Wait, is this a trend? Look back and it has been. So I'm looking at their their win-loss record and those first three games,
0: I think people got mesmerized because one, they were winning, but they were winning against teams we expected to be better. Like week one at the Chargers, week two at the Patriots, week three of the Broncos. Like we expected those teams to take a leap and to see them winning, you're like, oh shit, this team is not to be not to be fucked with. But then you see them drop games against Buffalo, and then you see them drop games against uh, the Eagles, right? Outside of those two, they've played the what? The Panthers, the
1: Giants. Like <sighs> It's been an easy schedule, but I think a lot of it, too. They were doing it at literally an historic output of offense.
0: Oh, that's real. For that, that little real. bit
1: there, they were on just an historic pace. So that makes you think, well, even if these are bad teams, if you can put up seventy on a team, mm-hmm. like you think that would carry over to even the good teams, but it's not. We're seeing these teams with better defenses or at least a better offense to keep them off the field, mm-hmm. being able to beat them. Time and time well, again, too. Not just it's not been once, it's been the last two seasons. Winning teams so beat the Dolphins. If there's anything that
0: Dolphins fans can take any type of comfort in looking at their remaining schedule, they play two winning teams <laughs> at this point. Uh, they have to play the Cowboys, uh, week 16 and then the Ravens, week 17. But the rest oh. of the time, they're playing the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the
1: Titans. Like, <laughs> you're looking at 11 to 5, not too shabby. Yeah, like they're about to put together a winning record for sure. I do think there's an asterisk too. Like, they were playing really good football until Tua got hurt. And then I'm sure some of those losses came against, you know, when Tua wasn't playing. That's what, so we always were like, at the end of the last season, we're like, well, how could, how good oh, could you're talking have about, been? Yeah, last I season. got you.
0: Got you. Okay, I get yeah. I get so, you. So, because
1: it's been, you know, over a season now. Uh, right. Those So, like, some of them wasn't the full, you know, if you lose your quarterback, I'm going to always give you an asterisk on those losses.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, then let's talk about another team that, lost their quarterback, got a guy four days before the, before the game. He comes in in the third quarter, brings them back 31 points or 28 points. I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Matt's over here patting himself on the back.
1: <laughs> you can't hear that. Who said Kevin O'Connell was a great head coach. I was like, I'm really starting to believe in this guy. He took a guy who'd been barely on the team, didn't know the place. Walked him through the plays in the huddle when you only have 20 seconds. It cuts That's off at crazy. 20. He was telling you what was crazy. happening and got them to win the fucking game.
0: It helps that as an legitimate rocket scientist, he can process
1: information very
0: quickly. Like
1: we wow, loved the trade though. So that was kudos to us, right? We were like, that was a great idea. Like be aggressive. The NFC North. NFC is still open, right? Especially, yes. I don't know about the North, but the wildcard spot is 100% open. That seventh spot is anybody's game at this point. I don't oh, know yeah. If anyone's out of that seventh spot. So smart on the Vikings to get a guy who'd been playing so much better with the Cardinals than we expected. And he brought that same level to the Vikings. Well, I mean, not
0: only that, but he's already been named the starter for next week. So he's got a full week of preparation, another week of just like installing their concepts and stuff. There's no reason to think that, especially with Jeff- Justin Jefferson coming back in like the next
1: two weeks, I think, there's no reason to think that this team can't make the playoffs. They have a legit shot. It's because like, they made a move to try to salvage their season and getting Josh Dobbs. It's also Kevin o- o- O'Connell keeping the team together. When you lose your yes. quarterback, yes. you're playing a backup, a guy who's also just... Like because they played a backup who then got hurt, and they had to bring in dubs to keep the team believing that they could still win. That's what I'm impressed by is like his ability to keep those guys motivated, and not letting them show up flat.
0: You're absolutely right. Like we saw that last year, whenever they came to that historic comeback against the Colts, right down thirty-three or thirty to nothing or whatever it was. Like he has shown an ability to rally his troops to keep everyone bought in. And that's that paid dividends in this week. Luckily, I'm looking at their schedule. They've got a so- couple of softball games coming up uh, against the Bears and then I think against the Saints. Like, this is an opportunity for them to maybe stack some confidence behind Josh Dobbs. So I'd be very interested to see what happens and how that shakes out with that seventh seed in the uh, NFC.
1: They have a real chance. I think O'Connell, if he can do that, might have a real chance at Coach of the Year. Oh, unfortunately not. No, we, Dan Campbell's
0: gonna win coach of the year.
1: Oh, Dan Campbell.
0: No, there no, that's not even an option that's at true. this point. I mean,
1: that's fair. But yeah. I was gonna say on the other side, we have maybe one of the worst coaches of the year in <laughs> Arthur Smith.
0: There's no way he still has the job after the season. He they're can't just it can't happen.
1: It can't I love can't. is it Annie Agar? Annie Agar. God, God.
0: She keeps, Annie, if you're listening, I know you probably are, but baby, I love you. You are <laughs> hilarious.
1: If you need to start some sort of, uh, what's it when you have a bunch of wives, but it would be for husbands.
0: Oh, like a sister wives type situation. with some Yes. Dudes.
1: We are on board. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm assuming Witt is. But she's been hilarious because she keeps bringing up the fact that Arthur Smith is trying to always, at least what we're assuming, is trying to outsmart his opponents <laughs> by doing things. <laughs> Like, (laughs) Jonu Smith, screen pass. Kyle Pitts blocking. (laughs) My
0: God, that's so good. So, if you haven't
1: watched her, do yourself a favor. She's awesome. But that's like, he's like, oh, we have Bijan Robinson. We drafted him top 15. Maybe (laughs) we should use him. No, we're going to outsmart our opponent. We're going to put him on the bench, play somebody else. It's the ultimate, like, I'm going to outsmart you by being an idiot. In the wild, like, the complete wild thing to me is, he stands up at the
0: microphone right after these games with a straight face is like I don't see anything wrong with the game plan. Like, nah, I'm good. Like I th- I think uh-huh. what we're doing is working. We just have to execute I better. Uh, my guy, no. You don't get to just make those comments and no one gets to question you. Like he is horrible. Like he got Kyle Pitts, he got Bijan Robinson, two unicorns at their position and he failed he just refuses to use them in any capacity but was ready to pull the trigger on Desmond Ritter uh getting the bench for Taylor Heineke like
1: my guy like you're not making any sense widely inconsistent I don't know I guess he was assuming nobody would ever think he's gonna pull Desmond Ritter so I'll I'll thank you and put in Heineke (laughs) like I just thought about it he has been able
0: to draft at the top of three major positions, he got Drake London uh, in the top of the draft. He got Kyle Pitts at the top of the draft. He got Bijan John Robinson at the top of the draft. Like These are skills positions where
1: they should be making immediate impact. What yeah. the hell? He is determined to prove me right when I said I hate the running back draft. Drafting him top 10. I said top 15 a second ago. He was top 10. He was, what, eight or something? Yeah. If you draft a running back there, yeah, he's got to be like a 1,400-yard guy. 1,500, 1600 oh, yeah. yards. You need to work the hell out of him
0: to oh, justify and this. I'm,
1: you're talking like
0: 300 touches, 400 touches. Yeah. Like, we're going through him. That's how this offense moves. But I think Arthur, Arthur Smith is just like, you know what? I see what they want me to do. Here's what I'm going to do.
1: I'm just going to go fucking wild card. Just goes rogue. Like, I don't get it it's so dumb they have so much potential there and they're just wasting it it's like it'd be one thing you know make me look like an idiot yeah give him 400 touches win a bunch of games close while you're running the ball and just controlling it and possessing it they're not doing any of that they refuse to use Pitts. they refuse to use drake london that dude's barely getting any work and yes. John robinson they're using uh what's his name Allegier. oh uh yes uh oh fuck who they had last I season about- and did good so if you're going to use them why draft a top 10 running back just wait till the second or third which is what i would have been perfectly okay with i mean look at these other teams who
0: drafted their running
1: back in the
0: second and third outside of the lines because jameer gibbs went the fuck off last week but i'm talking about like Devin h Hand for the dolphins tajay spears for the titans like these guys, they get drafted in the second round. They don't come in with the same expectations. You don't have to make them the starter right away. They can kind of be your change of pace guy, and then in a the season
1: or two, they're ready to take over. Yeah. like well, there you go. So that's the formula. That's the great formula. Shamir Gibbs, so he has been kind of slow to get started. And David. That's because Ben gotten, Johnson
0: refused to use him. Fuck that shit. But
1: they also they love using a two running back system like they ran a lot with two different running backs last year that's so why i was like i think they'll do it this year but if you're gonna do that the value's still in the second and third round like, agreed if you want to have a two running back head do it both in the second and third i'm okay with that like so
0: i'm with you you get your running back in the second or third round move forward but if you get your guy in the first and that's the guy you want you feed him you should. and that's what they did to jameer gibbs last week they fed him and that dude went off for like 150 plus nice
1: that's why Ben Johnson's probably gonna get a head coaching job. He will be coaching for the
0: Atlanta Falcons and making Bijan Robinson <laughs> into an all pro.
1: There you go. I mean, I could see that would probably fit well. I mean, he's got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, he's got a plethora of weapons.
0: He just doesn't have anybody to throw them the ball.
1: Yeah, but he was able to make Jared Goff work. So Jared
0: Goff was the number one overall pick. You will not get on this podcast and besmirch
1: like this man. Trash is straight trash for one god didn't know two seasons for a while. two seasons he went to a Super Bowl Matt isn't it wild that he came out at the same time as Carson Wentz who now plays for the Rams he plays for the Rams but Wentz <laughs> is on like a totally different career path now, right like they both went completely opposite directions and then now they've reversed it's true like
0: I want to say there was like six or seven quarterbacks taken in that 2016 draft and four of them are still in the NFL only one of them is with the team that drafted him. Oh. Do you remember his name by any chance? No. R- R- Rain okay, Dakota. Pick okay, per- you out of the, huh.
1: the session here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Cut this part out. Oh man, no. Like you're right, though.
0: Like if he was able to make Jared Goff into what looks like to be a Pro Bowl season right now. There's no reason that he can't get a guy, his guy, at the, at his next spot. Because I don't think he's going to be with the Lions next year.
1: No, that's correct. All right. We went off on a big tangent. You know, we love to do that. I'm going to bring true. us back in. It's kind of our, my fault, but it's both of ours because we love doing it. We would be a miss if we don't talk about what could be the greatest rookie quarterback performance to oof, date. Oh, God, about CJ Stroud,
0: Texas. CJ Stroud. God, man, that dude was dotting up the fucking... Uh, God, who were they playing? The Colts. Like, no, that wasn't the Colts. It was who were the they box, playing? Right?
1: Bucks, that's who it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dotting them up. He had this one throw to Noah Brown. Like, he just split the seam. He put that shit on a frozen rope.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Matt. He's just been getting better week in and week out. And it's yeah. getting to the point where it's just absurd. If I recall
0: correctly, there was... There was a podcast that was advocating (laughs) that C.J. Stroud should be the number one overall pick, not Bryce Young.
1: Advocated pretty hard, I remember. Of course, I I don't know who would succeed on that Panthers team right now. Most
0: certainly not a 5'9", (laughs) 130-pound quarterback.
1: Which is what we're seeing, even though he's not throwing terribly. But, God, I have to imagine C.J. Stroud would be doing a lot better.
0: I believe that Bryce Young has the ability to be really good. I also agree that the ty- the Texans have a better team around yeah. CJ Stroud right now. So let's give it three years and see what it looks like between the two of them. But for all the reasons that we're seeing right now
1: with CJ Stroud, that's why I liked him more. Sure. I right? think right? like, CJ Stroud uh, is, is, I'm honestly at the point he's elevating that Texans offense. 100%. He's helping those receivers play better. These are guys that no one has heard of. And some of them I mean, I've heard of them. They're, they're Cowboys alumni, like Noah Brown go. and yeah. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> so I've heard <laughs> and of he's them. he's making it work. Yeah. I, was, I got lucky enough to watch that last drive live. Mm-hmm. He had 40 seconds to go the, the length of the field with no timeouts. I didn't phase him at all. And he was just making perfect throws to march him down the field easily.
0: Well, and the thing that drives me crazy, especially whenever I watch like those highlight throws, is – Anybody can make the deep throw. It's the intermediate intermediate passes, the ones where he's dropping it over a defender, that's where cool. he's like sliding off his spot and still gets it right where it needs to be. Like that dude is really good. Yeah, well, and to think he's only going to get better.
1: It's you're right. One of my favorite throws, like to see if you're a good quarterback, is like that twenty yard out, like yes. over the linebacker but still below the safety. It's so hard to yes. get unless you have a really good arm, and it's so hard to defend because that's like that cover two beater. Yeah, if you can get it right like, there. It's not easy to do. That's great. No, he was he was just making great throw after great though. It was insane. Look at the stats. It was more impressive than what they're saying. 457 yards or something like that. 5 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Watching him was more impressive. It was Which nuts. is wild. Yeah.
0: Which is wild. When we're talking about a rookie. Like just last week we were talking about Will Levis, right? Like going out putting up four touchdowns like really putting his name into the hat but this has to cement cj stroud as your rookie of the year your offensive rookie of the year it's it's done like what he's done for the past 10 weeks now nah, he's good
1: no so that's the big difference is that will levis that was his first game coming in nobody had any tape yet no one's seen anything you never mm-hmm. know what can happen this is what week nine yeah people i mean i know it's not the full season but they've had half a season of tape now and he's only getting better. The Bucks' defense isn't that bad. No, it's really not. And he just lit them up. Whew, man. That's incredibly it, impressive. I am definitely ready to say this guy's going to be a dude. You know what's I think more annoying than anything to me is
0: the AFC just got another young quarterback. <laughs> like, they just got another dude that is going to just be in the middle of everything for the next 10 to 15 years.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's the whole if you can draft them top 5 right without they didn't have to trade any assets away to nope. get him that's the best position to do it you guys suck but then you get <laughs> hopefully you get lucky with that quarterback oh god it helps that the I afc is often drafting at the top they're that is also true wildly extreme they're either like the best or the worst that and the is AFC's very there true in that middle
0: well and thanks to the years previously like they the texans have been able to draft premium positions early so cj Shaw was able to kind of walk into this situation where he already had a key piece left tackle yeah right he already had his stud running back in damian pierce like he kind of already had pieces Fourth, fifth round running back yes yes he was not a
1: first not a top 10 huh
0: nope but Weird. i love i love what i'm seeing from that team and it kind of makes you excited to watch the texans and when's the last time that's happened
1: oof uh i mean it would have been back before you know with what's his name deshaun watson playing well like it was at least fun to watch it with them i mean we've been kind of like they've been pretty good for a bit like if i'm if i'm completely honest with you Matt, when i think about deshaun watson
0: playing for the texans i'm thinking about it in black and white it feels that long ago (laughs) it does feel like (laughs)
1: decades ago it does it feels that long ago so well i'm here for it what pre-covid times so it's a lifetime ago exactly there
0: you go back when the world was different it was a different place back then ladies and gentlemen
1: different place. okay we're excited
0: so you know what i love your energy though like i love you're getting us moving so i want to do the next one so go let's talk about the game of the week it was the cowboys eagles highest watched football game i think since the super bowl of last year like 27 million people tuned into this game and it did not disappoint like I loved every bit of that game except for the ending it and was. the officiating.
1: <laughs> we can get into that. The NFL officiating has been terrible. Um, yeah. let's, let's get to the game. Uh, it's one that I kind of expected. The Eagles keep winning these close games. They don't win pretty. They, they don't. do just enough to win. They,
0: and the thing that was really crazy to, for me to watch was it's all the same stuff we've been saying. Jalen Hurts doesn't terrify me with his arm. Like he had one throw to Devontae Smith in the corner of the end zone, which was a just a dime. Like, you could not have thrown it any better. I will give you your flowers. But other than that, most of his receivers were two, three yards, like open. Like Dan Quinn was playing so much so
1: such a soft coverage. He was just kind of giving them room to play. Well, it's the you're terrified of AJ Brown. You're terrified if that guy gets over top of a cornerback. Cause then you can just throw it over everybody he's so big and so physical he's going to get the ball and then i get it if that guy falls over he's a walking touchdown right like if that if he beats that corner he's gone he's a threat every time a.j brown was unfair the nfl should have stopped the eagles from getting <laughs> they AJ should have brown stopped that fucking trade <laughs> for that compensation at least it should be like fuck no no there's to be two first round picks don't you remember the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper? Like it took a whole bunch. It wasn't just It only like, just took the one.
0: Eh. It took it took one pick. And we were talking about Amari Cooper who was exactly. who
1: you were like, oh, is he still a guy? But AJ Brown was in his fucking prime. Everyone knew he, he was a dude. And he then was. it was like barely he any is. compensation. Like God. so I will
0: I will give flowers to the Eagles. The Eagles, they went in there, they did what they needed to do. Like, they needed to get this win. Now they're two and a half games up on the Cowboys. They're most likely going to win the division. But mm-hmm. as an Eagles fan, I don't know if I'm going to be encouraged by the win. Because had it not been for some Cowboys missteps, like that false start or Dak stepping out of bounds. Like, they had every reason to lose that game. They still had the, they turned the ball over four times. Oh, I'm sorry, three times.
1: I'm sorry, no, they had three fumbles. They didn't lose any of them. My bad. But, but yeah, they kept getting in their own way, and they yeah. had a chance to win it there at the end. <laughs> That's just, been the Eagles this entire season. They aren't winning like confidently. They're just winning. It's kind of like exactly. the Vikings from last year, but they're not always coming back. They're able to like barely hold on to the lead. And I think
0: that right there is going to get them in trouble hit the playoffs because you can do that right now with these teams in the regular season, but come the playoffs, when you're going up against the 49ers, and you're going up against I hell, even the Lions, like, you cannot afford to get in your own way against some of these teams who can score on you and score on you quick. So, I don't think it's a winning recipe for them, but for right now, 8-1, and one, best record in football, more power to you. Which
1: That's why I said they just keep finding these fucking ways to win, which is why was, last week I was like, I think they're not going to lose that much. It's also some of the assessment was like their record, but they just keep finding ways and also paying the refs to make sure that happens. Oh, my God. So Matt, can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever seen where the ref throws the
0: flag for hands to the face? They show the replay of the defender putting his hands in the face of the receiver. Then they pick it up. And then he picks it up and waves it off. Like,
1: have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. Week in and week out, it's not just the commander's game. It's been the last several weeks consistently with these Eagles, the refs are giving them a ton of breaks. Like that's insane to me. Absolutely insane. Makes no sense. Now I did want to bring up, I don't know if this is actually a controversy, but like PFF is trying to make Mm -hmm. it one uh, or PFT. Sorry. Pro football talk. Um, When your tight end catches the ball, goes to the ground and then like fell into the end zone. Mm -hmm. And it was short. Like everyone's like, yeah, he caught it there and it's short. They're like, but what? But if he didn't survive the ground, it's not a catch. Therefore he should only be a catch until it survives the ground and then get those extra yards or extra I was like, I've seen that. If yeah. you were falling out of bounds, you're not then out of bounds because I you completed it. the catch out of bounds. So it's consistent with how we do football, is that he caught it, was down where he caught it, and then like you have to survive the ground. I think it just shows that surviving the ground rule is stupid. Like we yes. hate that part of football. Like yes. we all saw that he caught the ball and then he was his knees were on the ground and got touched, so he was down. It didn't matter like, if he survives the ground at that point. That didn't affect what happened before.
0: Right? Like to me, I would agree with you. Like the fact that he got touched where the ball was, like, that's not a controversy. I don't think it should be a controversy where it's like, oh, well, if you have to survive the catch, why can't that count why can't you use that? when evaluating what is a catch or what isn't a touchdown. And like, I'm not, I'm not so much worried about that part. I think the part that had me more furious was the, every, the event leading up to the catch where he clearly was interfered with before the ball even got there. And no flag like none whatsoever. Like if I get it, you got to let these guys play. And if that's what you want to do, cool, but be fucking consistent. They're that's not all I'm consistent. Not when Just it comes be consistent. to the Eagles they like, are not consistent at all. God, that shit was crazy to me. But I just want to also say this real quick and I, and we can move on to the next game if you want. But let's put away the narrative about Dak Prescott and the interceptions. <laughs> like let's let's go ahead and put that bitch to bed because this dude has thrown 5 interceptions all season. 13 touchdowns. Like he's taking care of the ball at a pace not even seen by the great Jalen hurts or the great white hope and Josh Allen. Like let's stop. You can, you can knock Dak for other things. He hasn't been able to win big. Like you can say all of those things, but like I told you in the off season, Dak isn't known for turnovers. So last season was an aberration to me.
1: Yeah. That this only supports it as much as I hate to agree. You're right. It's just, it's a, a fun narrative as Washington fans to bring up because it obviously gets your goat. Um, yeah. You no, know, he's playing kind of what we expect. He's not doing the 5,000 yard pace anywhere close to that, that he yeah. you know, did with that hot start, but he's playing what he's doing. Like, he's playing good, efficient football. Like, he's a good quarterback, not a top five guy, but he's in that next group of like good enough dudes for sure. Yeah. There's not like, that many of them, too. So it's like, if you got one of those guys, you kind of got to hold on to him. To me, I've seen Dak Prescott
0: like, pilot a top five offense the top offense in the nfl i've seen it i know he's capable of it i don't need to see it anymore what i want to see is the cowboys actually progressing into the uh the postseason and if that means he has to take back some of those yards i'm good with it but like this like like you just said he's not a top five i never made the argument that he's a top
1: five but he's easily a top 10 quarterback easily it's not even close. Okay. So I think we need to move on to stuff. I want to bring this up. So we're yeah. talking about quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or just good quarterbacks in general. So one, I'm just going to say this real quick. We don't necessarily need to get into it. Sam Howell seems to be a dude. He's number two <laughs> in passing yards so far. <laughs> now, we haven't had the bye, so that helps. But goddamn, number it's two. True. He has, his it's true. His touchdowns and interceptions are up there with... The Patrick Mahomes with Josh Allen's with Jalen Hurts, his stats basically match Jalen Hurts this season. I think
0: he's absolutely a beneficiary of your having to play, like play his teams back in. So he's got to pass a lot does at help. the end, like that helps a lot. But the fact that he's capitalizing, like he's out there bawling, like no, I th- I hate to say it, but I think he I looks think the pretty good. Like they I'm pretty excited.
1: Now, I just want to throw this stat out there, too. This is a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's one, I'll say young man. He's playing quite well. <laughs> he has a 14 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. What the fuck? 14 to 1, playing pretty damn well. CJ Shroud yet again.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't yes.
1: get to bring it up. So I want to bring like we'd said it before. Like this has to be the offensive rookie of the year. He very well might be going in for MVP at this point. 14 to one. It's is the realm of absurd. Yeah. Nobody I, I else think you're is right. close.
0: You know what? You're here. So I'm going to park my seat on your bench. Okay. Talking about quarterback play. Josh Allen can't stop turn- throwing turnovers. That dude it's become like, uh, it, it's expected per game he's going to throw
1: one pick. Like, so what? Josh Allen is tied with my boy at nine. To <laughs> league of like top quarterbacks, they both have them. They're nine, and then we're looking at Mahomes is at eight, Jalen Hurts is at eight, two is mm-hmm. at seven, and then everyone else is kind of lower than that. I didn't look at all the lower. These are like the top ten yard guys, yeah, like the elite ones. So yeah, he is. Having a real problem with turning the ball over nine through nine games. Yes. Not ideal at this part of his career. And the thing that's crazy to me is
0: we talked about this weeks ago, right? Weeks ago, we were talking about this. Hell, I even think last season after that Vikings game, we were like, yo, he's got a bit of a turnover problem. Like it happens. I think the rest of national media is starting to catch up and be like, huh, how do how do we how do we fix him? You can't, you can't fix him. That's his game. It's all hero ball. He's going to always trust his arm for better or for worse. The yeah. question really is going to be about how, how that team is able to overcome it when it happens at the wrong time.
1: That's like when we have having problems. that's why they're only what five and four. Yeah. They're lucky to be five and four. Like, Which, they've, that's well below expectations for what they were you know, going into the season. Exactly. Like I don't think there's been another
0: team or player that I can think of that has lived off of one great game for so long. Like, that game against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs was like two years ago.
1: At this point, yeah. It was yeah. the end of two seasons ago. So, he's coming up on two years. He's still he's a great quarterback. Just, yeah, he turns the ball over a lot. You got to live with the good and the bad. Okay, slow down.
0: When, when you say great... Like, what is your, what's your bar? I'm not saying he's not good. Great might be a stretch for me.
1: He was number two for a bit. I don't know now. Sam Howell's coming up quick. CJ Stroud. (laughs) I just, I I
0: think that sometimes we throw around these adjectives when we talk about players and we can kind of get lost in it. I think great might be a stretch for a lot of quarterbacks. I think he's good. I think he's really good. Just like I think Dak Prescott is really good. I think Lamar Jackson is good. Great. I'm leaving Mm -hmm. at Joe Burrow, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like those are the only two where I'm putting great.
1: I will be willing to toss that around for sure. Let it Um, marinate for a bit. Just let it marinate. I mean, he's had that one, like the 2020 season kind of really set the bar. That was a while ago at this point. In the NFL, that was a long time ago. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, because that was his 37 to 10. He already has nine interceptions this year. That year, he took through 10 the whole season. Exactly.
0: Uh Right? Like, we just talked about this when we were talking about Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Like, he was really good. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But when you think about it, like, in in real time, you're like, holy shit. Mm. I guess it's been two years since Josh Allen has been that dude. In football years, that's that's quite a while. Yeah. Like, Like you might as well be one foot in the grave in two years in the NFL, dude.
1: You haven't played a while. So, no, I'm willing to, yeah, let that marinade. Maybe, like, really give him a lot of, like, a hard look through the rest of the season. See what happens. Because this, he's thrown for a lot of yards. He's on a good yards and touchdown pace. But his turnovers have been a real problem.
0: Yeah. And now, I know that we've kind of been going at this kind of free-flowingly, so I'm going to just kind of stick in that same vein. I wanted to talk about two quarterback moves that have happened. Brian Tannehill has been benched. Tommy DeVito, he's now become the starter for the New York Giants after a devastating knee injury to Daniel Jones. Do you think if it's me and I'm Brian Dable, I'm looking at any other available options than Tommy DeVito? Like you kept him, yes, but
1: uh-uh. You can't imagine that's what you want starting, but their options are so limited now because they didn't make a move. They didn't attack it. Exactly. They should have. We said that. Mm -hmm. Once Tyrod Taylor got hurt, you should have been picking up the phone, calling somebody. Like you're about to put Tommy DeVito
0: behind one of the leakiest offensive lines I've seen in a long time against Micah Parsons and the Cowboys pass rush this week. You may want to go ahead and get your emergency quarterback
1: ready to go. It's brutal. You got to get somebody. But who's out there? There's not many guys. I mean, Carson Wentz just had to get signed. (laughs) Carson freaking Wentz. Like, (laughs) that's scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, my God. I love it. But there's so few options right now. Man. Like, you're calling, like, Matt Ryan out of retirement or something like that. Like, what are you doing? Like, there's just not many guys left. It's true. It's true. And then another team that
0: for whatever reason, refuses to make a quarterback change is the New York Jets. We saw another Zach Wilson s- suck fest for lack of a better word. Watching him has to be the most boring four hours in sports. I don't understand how Jets fans do it. He is. Not I don't good. Like we keep saying I see, that. Ugh. Oh yeah. Good. Like I was just saying, like I see Robert Sala fuming on the sidelines more regularly than not like watching Zach Wilson plays like running
1: your head into a brick wall for four straight hours. They have such a good team, except at the quarterback position. It's kind of heartbreaking almost for Jeff fans, right? Like, yeah. you can see them still almost win games with just trash at quarterback. <laughs> oh if they just God. had anyone remotely better, they'd be fine. Like, they would be the Super Bowl team if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt. I'm guessing they're just. Super hopeful Rodgers comes back faster, like this accelerated pace that he's trying to do. <laughs> with his experimental surgeries yeah. and shit. I don't know. Did you hear the radio uh, interview that Robert Sala did? Mm-mm. So he's talks, you know, he does like the weekly radio interview with the local guy. He's like, you know, he asked the coach, like, you know, we're watching Zach Wilson week in, week out, not play well, like... How are you sticking with this guy? You haven't made a move. And you could tell that Robert Salah was saying, like, hold him back. Like, why he wasn't... (laughs) It feels like there was a reason. Maybe somebody above him telling him that he has to play. There's no way in hell. Joe
0: Douglas is out there like, hey, no, you need to play Zach Williams.
1: Have to. There's no way in hell. It sounded like he was basically saying his hands are tied and he has to play him. Unless it's just they have no one else on the team that they feel is better and then the GM and ownership was just refused to get anyone else cuz they put all this assets and money into Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get into it. That's my guess. Maybe that's what it was. Cuz right. I mean, who's their backup quarterback? Oh, that's a solid question. I have no fucking clue. Like their third quarterback. I have no idea who that is. They didn't keep We should have seen maybe. him
0: by now. Mike White? We should have seen was him that by guy now. Last no. Year? Yeah, last year Mike White's the
1: backup in uh Miami right now. We said they should have kept him. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Should have fucking kept that guy. But Listen. so that's probably why is like he's probably okay. No, you guys, you haven't seen the guy backing up Zach Wilson. <laughs> like the worst player in football, is Zach Wilson's backup that can't beat Zach Wilson. Right.
0: I have to believe that gentleman has no arms, is blind and deaf, and is working off nothing but just shoestrings because. You're making me believe that Zach Wilson is the best option on that roster. Like that's, that's wild to me.
1: Yeah, I, that that's got to be it. Unless it's ownership saying like we want to give Zach Wilson a shot because we want to move on, but we've seen enough footage. Like just a year yeah. under Rodgers or two years under Rodgers wasn't going to fix Zach Wilson's problems. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Fuck that. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I was just gonna throw in. I I'm a big fan of. The Titans move into Will Levis. Hill has not yes. been playing that well. Uh what's yes. his name? Malik Willis. Willis. Willis was not playing well. Give him a try. And this week wasn't nearly what it was two weeks ago, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't. He had them in it right until the very end.
0: He threw a horrendous pick to lose yeah. the game. But but like, he had them playing.
1: That's the sort of thing like you gotta play to then get on film to be like, hey, when you see that there's four guys around him, basically in a box, don't exactly. try to throw that. Like you're just play to the next down. And those are the sort of things you got to learn sometimes just by playing. And then exactly. You know, if he can make those adjustments and learn, then awesome. Like that's what you got to see. Some people like Zach Wilson never seem to learn. That's true. Now, speaking of things we want to see, why don't
0: we look ahead to this week's games in regards to, you know, some of the key matchups that, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for. So Sounds great. I think one of the bigger games I'm looking forward to is the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this game has all the makings to be a complete game swing or I'm sorry, season swinging momentum shifting game for either one of these teams.
1: I mean, Jacksonville's been on a hot streak. Yep. 6 and 2, they're feeling pretty damn great. Yeah. And then we know the 49ers. We talked about already. Three game losing streak. I'm telling ah, does you. That coming continue? out of the bye.
0: They both are coming, coming, out of coming off a
1: bye, right? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, that helps. I don't know how healthy they are. It's something I should probably have looked up. No, no, Do no, no. Go with playing? your gut. Uh, I haven't
0: seen anything about uh, Sam uh, Debo Samuels playing. I think McCaffrey is good to go. And I don't know about Trent Williams. So go uh, with Travis what Williams we know now That
1: key piece Fuck. So I like the Jags but I don't know How much I trust them just yet But they've been leaving so, heavily On Travis Etienne and that dude's been put in work But so, 49ers just, I'm i am talking it out 49ers just got Chase the Beast Young Shut the fuck up <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I don't know what his nickname is He never got one because he never played enough <laughs> Fuck him uh, I want to roll Jags, but I feel like the 49ers are going to bounce back. Oh will give Shanahan a lot of time to prepare. I'll roll 49ers.
0: Okay. I think for everything that you just said, you've got very good points, but to me, it's going to come down to what quarterback I trust more. And that has to be Trevor Lawrence. Oh, definitely. At this point has to be Trevor Lawrence. I, I think that the 49ers defense has a slight edge over the Jags defense They're but who are playing much better, but I'm more convinced that Trevor Lawrence is who we think he is than who Brock Purdy think who oh, they, Brock Purdy is. They were saying
1: he was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yes. Exactly. I so not, I'm gonna go with the Jags. I would not be shocked at all. But I I'll would pick, love every fucking bit of that. All right, that's pick number one.
0: Whoa, whoa, real quick though. Sorry, sure, sure, just sure. to back up for a second. I kind of need the 49ers to win though, because the trajectory that they're going, they're gonna meet the Cowboys. <laughs> In the playoffs, round one, and it's going to fucking piss me off. <laughs> so, never mind. I take that back. 49ers, please feel free to have your bounce back game. Please win.
1: Oh, okay. So, you're throwing that out there at least. You hope yes. for them. I don't want to see them again yet. All right. I won't bring this one up. I don't know if it's necessarily the game of the week, but I feel like this could be a head coach playing for his fucking job. Lions, okay. Chargers. Oh, man. That is it. That is a good point. Chargers have been disappointing yet again. Four and four throughout Justin Herbert's career. The dude's like at five hundred now. Yeah, overall. Oh, this is not what you were expecting when you brought in Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, boy genius. And what's his name as the heck? Oh, Brandon, Brandon Staley. Staley. So I feel like this is if they lose and get to a losing record halfway through the season, then it's just a matter of time. Like they're gonna, he's gonna play out the year, but I think at that point you gotta be like, yeah, we gotta move on. Like this isn't working.
0: I would have to agree.
1: So, uh, I so, really like the Lions. I love what they do. I'm going with the Lions. I'm gonna pick them too, but I just wanted to at least talk about that one because I think that one's like, if you're the Chargers, you need this win desperately. Oh, 100. I just don't believe in them that much. Like they're a good team, but they're a good team that finds a way to lose. Brandon Staley never that identity that he was trying to build in them just never happened, never gelled together. Like opposite of that, Lions, it did. They I they took it with them and like ran with it. So we're about to pick the Lions. Probably not the best game to talk about, but I just thought the head coach implications, like if they lose Brandon Staley. This could be like the game that pushed it over the hump if he gets fired. No,
0: I think that's I think that's more than fair, Matt. More than fair. Now, a game that I wanted to talk about, not because it's going to be exciting. I truly don't think this game is going to be exciting in any way, shape, or form. But it'll be interesting because it's against it's the two lower-tier quarterbacks in both conferences. So I'm looking at the Packers versus the Steelers. Like, Kenny Pickett, who has less career touchdowns than C.J. Stroud has in his one season. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was the fuck?
1: Like, kenny pickett. like do you care who actually wins like i just want your thought the steelers are five and three with kenny pickett i told you all that man does mike tomlin does is win finds a freaking way to win do you think that stops this week i refuse to bet against mike tomlin that's just that's a right. losing bet historically
0: in the very wise words of wesley snipes from passenger 57 always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Packers are just as dis- disappointing as we expected them to be. I don't yes. think anyone really had high expectations for them unless Jordan love came out to be just amazing. And he's been meh, right? Like, yeah, I still don't have a strong, a super strong opinion either way. Like he's uh, terrible, but he certainly hasn't been like a dude in his defense though.
0: His weapons haven't been helping him a whole lot. So the same weapons that they've had for
1: forever. With exactly. Aaron <laughs> exactly. But you know. But no. Yeah. I, I agree. Definitely go Steelers. It's going to be another ugly win though. They win ugly, but they win. All right. All right, Matt. So then, I got one last game, and if you want one, go for it. Okay. I just think we got to talk about. Uh, no, I don't want to do Browns Ravens, even though uh, the AFC people might want me to. It was a different game, and I just lost it. What one was it? The Browns are going to lose that game. Ravens are playing very well. I want to bring up Texans Bengals. Oh, I mean, on paper, Bengals should win. But CJ Stroud. I mean, obviously, we gave him a ton of praise this week, and the Texans are a tough team, especially with him at quarterback.
0: If CJ Stroud goes in and he somehow sneaks a win past the Bengals, like go ahead and put his name on the Rookie of the Year trophy. Like it's done. I mean, like that, that would be huge. If that happens. Like, you might be talking about other awards, yeah. Like, like, that would be huge for his confidence. So, all right, but no, one the one game I wanted because well, I, I, I
1: was going to bring that up. Did, did you want to make a pick, or you're just like rolling Bengals? You're going tight. Oh, it's Bengals.
0: No, it's Bengals. It's Bengals.
1: I know they the Bengals allowed a lot of yards. I'm going to say the Texans steal a win just to be different, just to be different, huh? Because I was on the CJ Stroud table weeks ago. I was there first. Get the get out. He's my boy. Get out. Get out, Matt. So I'm sticking with him. All right, fine. I will. We give all you know that. that they've been my team this whole time. The AFC team, <laughs> not the Bills at all. Fully off the Bills train. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So I'm going to ask about your actual team. You guys are playing the Seahawks this week. Seahawks. They're the number one team in the West right now in the NFC. What do you think happens? Your boy Howell has been balling, but he's, he's about to go balling. into a buzzsaw on that uh, that so, s- uh, Seahawks secondary.
1: Yeah, they're playing good. And my big concern is Washington secondary. Nothing makes you look better than playing Mac Jones because they <laughs> balled out for a lot of that game. Like PFF <laughs> loved all the cornerbacks. Against Mac Jones, but like Washington quarterbacks. But we played Mac Jones. The guy kept missing people. Like the best defense we had was just Mac Jones missing people. Like (laughs) he was our best player. (laughs) Like if he had been good, they would have been torn apart. That's what always worries me week in to week out is our secondary. Like I feel like they're okay players, but I think it's Jack Del Rio. I keep complaining about him. I don't think he puts them in the best spots. I think we're going to see those same issues yet again as much as I hate it, I think it's got to be Seattle on this one. Washington might keep it close, probably score some points, but I have to go Seattle.
0: I mean, I would have to agree with you for all the same points. I really wanted to play spoiler and be like, oh, it's going to be the Commanders, but I just, I can't see you guys keeping up with Jackson Smith and Jigba,
1: Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, like I just can't see it. So, I'm going to guess it's DK Metcalf who gets like a buck (laughs) fifty. He's gonna be matched up. Watch it one on one with Emmanuel Forbes, who's like five nine. DK Metcalf Oof. is like six six. At least it's gonna look that way. <laughs> and if there's anything
0: that we lo- that Dak loves more is than embarrassing and destroying the confidence of
1: a young corner. Emmanuel Forbes, apparently. Yeah, they're gonna put him one on one. The dude. I mean, I think Emmanuel Forbes is like six foot, but he's like one ninety. DK Metcalf is what six four and like two forty. Yeah, and that just that's all diesel. Like, yeah i mean it's gonna be huge. aJ brown like he's a bigger a j brown and we all saw how poorly that went <laughs> so i'm conv- i'm certain it's gonna be man coverage Manuel Forbes no safety help at all hey one on one dK are you sure you don't want someone else to cover this guy it's all you baby like hey man you, got, you this. got this right you got this right you
0: are good no yeah hey, you'll be fine <laughs> nah you got it you're fine <laughs> Nah, you're good <laughs> you're <fine. laughs> All right. Well, that's all I got this week, Matt. Anything else from you, buddy? Uh,
1: No, I think we covered everything.
0: So, Oh, man. Well, as always, this is a great fucking episode, guys. Thanks for listening. I cannot wait to get back to you guys next week to start talking about
1: the Thanksgiving game. Thanksgiving game. That's going to be a big one, Matt. It's like starting to really get into like playoff season. Like we're going to be looking ahead to the playoffs and like playoff positioning. It's getting there. So as the season comes to the end, we get the playoffs. I we know. Were only have one, so let's not rush it, but... I'm not trying to rush it,
0: but I'm really excited for that uh, Thanksgiving Day game between our teams. Finally,
1: Finally. Feels like I've been waiting all year for this. They so. made us wait a while. Last season, too, right? Like, last season, they both the games yeah. were super late again. It's odd, but okay, no, It was but, super annoying. But I just feel like the season... Like, we've had a really fun first half of the season, except for some of my embarrassments, but... the nfl's delivered like we had some good really good games this week i'm sure we'll have more next week to talk about so i'm excited hell yeah all right guys take it easy all right bye